The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Or everywhere, around the world, you know that. We don't got to tell you. <laughs> you understand the gig. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, you, know you know what this is. <laughs> and we greatly appreciate you. Yes, we, uh, we, we really do. So yeah. I, I just, I thought this one was, this uh, was really interesting. And it'll, it'll be, as it's digested and the Republicans start talking about it more, because yesterday was all about the insanity of Hunter Biden showing up. Mm. But this is something that I think a lot of Americans want to know about. You know, what what happened during COVID? You know, what in the world happened? Yeah. Why did they get so much wrong? Mm. Right. And how did they come up with, for example, uh, as National Review talks about, Fauci refused to explain the rationale for COVID social distancing guidelines during congressional testimony, GOP lawmaker claims. For two days of testimony and 14 hours of questioning, many things have become evident, including how the six-foot social distancing recommendation came to be. The House uh, Coronavirus Select Committee Subcommittee Chairman said in a statement Wednesday morning, the social distancing recommendation forced on Americans sort of just appeared and were likely not based on scientific data. Uh-huh. Uh, further probing the issue, Republican members, this according to David Zimmerman of National Review, uh, Republican members of the committee asked why social distancing was not established as three, four, or five feet. Fauci could not provide a clear answer to that question, a spokesperson for the chairman told National Review. Wow. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find 
great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. During the last seven hours of the transcribed interview on Tuesday, Fauci testified that the lab leak hypothesis, which he tried to disprove disprove with the March 2020 scientific paper, was not a conspiracy theory after all. While conceding the possibility that the coronavirus originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, he did not appear to place semantics with the definition of a lab leak to defend the biased conclusions of the original publication. The retired public health official also claimed that the country's COVID vaccine mandates could inadvertently increase vaccine hesitancy in the future. (laughs) A consequence he had not brought up in the past. In fact, he spoke out in support of strict vaccine mandates at the time, saying when you make it difficult for people in their lives, they lose their ideological BS and they get vaccinated. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a liberal. Oh, no doubt. That, that is yeah. a that is a tell us how you really think. <laughs> if if we make your life a living hell, right? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do it. But, no, but what I find interesting because when you make it difficult for people in their lives, they lose their ideological bull. He actually said mm, the word, mm. but they don't. It's the opposite. And yeah, you think I, about I, it for you, conservatives, it is. Yeah, it's the opposite. When you, if you sit there and you make people's lives uh yeah exactly for conservatives then people say no you know you're telling me to do something just to do something you haven't fully explained it to me do it or you're gonna suffer well that's when my ideology as an american kicks in who the hell are you yeah i mean that's an automatic that's not even that's sort of instinct right <laughs> right of an of an american right isn't it interesting how they think you know you this is when you and I started talking about identity politics a long time ago and when we were saying, why does the left always say that every opinion we have is racist? Why do they say that? Because it's not. And some of the stupid things they go, that's, how do you come up with that? Hmm. And then we realized they're the ones that practice identity politics. Right. They judge people by groups and not individuals. It's how they think. It's how they think. 
they're actually projecting to you that they're the racists. Right. And they just assume you are because they think everybody thinks the same. And I thought the same when I read that statement there from Fauci. I'm like, well, that's what a liberal thinks. If I make your life a living hell, then you're just going to submit and do it. Your uh, your ideology, yeah, you know the things that you truly believe go out the door right. because we're making your life a living hell. Right. Well, yeah, to some of the population, it does. To others, you get the exact, you know, the the uh, the the exact different response. A com- well, 180 degrees different response, as you would for me, because I read that and went, what the hell's he? T- oh. He's a liberal, and that's how they think. Lay it down in a mandate. Make them do it. Put a mandate. We attempt to destroy your life, and you will submit. Boy, how many other things? Uh, Radical transgender movement, Mm -hmm. going after women swimmers, Mm -hmm. will make your life a living hell. Mm -hmm. You submit to this. Mm -hmm. Well, then they forget about their ideology. Oh, they'll forget about being a woman. And competing against a man will be okay. Right. Wow. Force the masses, and they'll just have to get used to it wow that's the arrogance that's the arrogance that is very much alive on the left and then the update oh well you know the mandates might make people hesitant to get vaccines in the future you know what little talk show in the uh, overnight hours actually brought that possibility up uh, no. <laughs> Thanks, big guy. He doesn't listen. If the <laughs> if we got to a point where there was a global pandemic on something that was much more dangerous than COVID, yes, people died. They did. But imagine something much more dangerous than COVID, and they can't. They come down with the same playbook. Yep. We said that then. Yep. We've been saying it for years now. You think people are going to line up to get vaccines? A few will. But it won't be like it was in, what, December of 2020. When the first were getting their vaccines, and then all of a sudden, as we learn more and more and more, people are like, nope. Well, and and for us, it for example, I'll give you one example of it. I know for, for us, because it was it was pretty obvious at first that it affected old people. It affected old people. It hardly, in fact, it had less impact on young, the young Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So when they started wanting to close down schools and mask all kids, we went, why? Mm -hmm. The science doesn't back you on it. Right. And the louder that, for example, people like us and others screamed about it and said, well, no, what you should be doing. And and then remember, this is all with the fact of of, of, uh, Cuomo and what he did in New York. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no. And then DeSantis came going, no. By the time we got to late spring, DeSantis is like, no. Our goal has always been to protect the most vulnerable, which all this, the scientific indicators show are elderly people. Right. Our elderly, right. Uh, elderly people with underlying conditions or extremely obese people. Mm-hmm. But then, no, you got pushback. You can't say that it affects obese people. Right. Because then you may discriminate against them. Mm-hmm. Who the hell cares if you're trying to save their life? Right. Discrimination to save somebody's life and giving them the information they need is okay. You're not forcing them to get it. You're simply giving them the information. And as we've said, those are the things that remain constant, that it really didn't affect uh, young. It didn't affect young people. 
Right. Nearly like it did even the flu. And so there was no reason to lock down. And we said that from day one. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not day one. Maybe as you got to April it was or early. May. It was early on. It was on. early on. Yeah, it was early on that we were talked. And, and, but we knew the elderly. So that's why the Cuomo thing never made sense. But the left sort of just let that through. The Cuomo didn't do anything. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. What are you talking about? He was about? a hero in he, their eyes. You're talking about he put old people with COVID in with people, old people that didn't have COVID. And after the incident in Washington State. That you knew about it, right. And Because th- that was the first big story regarding COVID and multiple deaths and, under and, one roof. And then you get to the point of saying, well, wait a minute. If I'm a doctor, and this is when we had Francis, when Francis Collins last week testified, and or not testified, when he was in that, that, that interview that he did last summer. Well, you know, we're doctors and all we do is look at the virus. And we don't look at the bigger picture. We yeah. don't look at how it might affect your quality of life. That was the biggest pile of garbage I've ever heard because I know because my doctors, yeah, yes, the first thing they'll say is, you need to take this medicine. Here's what it does. My doctor pulls out the chemistry graphs, starts doing everything. Here's the cell. Here's what it yep. does. Yep. You know, even for my prescriptions. Mm-hmm. For type two, he does it. Right. You know, here's how it works. Everything else now, uh, and 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 I remember when I first got type two diabetes, it was like, all right, on cholesterol, you're good. That's your choice. You know, these other ones, you know, the blood sugar medicine, the high blood pressure medicine, because you have uh, because I've got metabolic syndrome, which you can have high blood pressure uh, on it. You've got to do those. This yeah. you have. This is. You know, you try to get it down. You're not too high. Go ahead. Here's how this works. We know the cholesterol medicine can have an effect. Right. Tried for two years. Couldn't get it down to where I wanted it. And so I ended up saying, okay, I'll go on the cholesterol medicine. Right, right. But he was also worried about the side effects. Mm -hmm. He's worried about the quality of life when you Mm -hmm. talk about, okay, what can I do? Can I cheat once in a while, you know, with my diet? Yeah, go ahead, cheat once in a while. You know, you, right. you've, you've done things the right way. Let me observe. What do you do here? Questioning me, you know, what's your, your workout? You do this, your exercise. Okay, fine. He wanted to know basically, but, and he talks all the time about, you know, when you've got anything, the quality of life that comes with it. So right. this horse right. manure that we just look at the virus and saving lives and nothing else was a lie from, was from a lie. Francis Collins. So then the next question you ask is, what is your purpose for doing this? Right. Why what you, is your goal? What is your what, real consideration why is, here? Why is your goal not to follow science and punish people? Right. Is it power and control? Power and control? You're a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm trying to figure out why what you're saying doesn't make sense. Why you're punishing people and marginalizing people and censoring people that have other ideas that you can't disprove. Right. And why do you keep pushing the lockdown of children when it doesn't affect them the same way? And that was when the teachers union was doing that. And you and I would look at each other and go, why isn't any bringing, bringing forth what the science is? You and I would talk to each other probably a couple times a month going, did the science change on kids? Right. Do we see that? Never right. did. Did right. it? Ever. No. No, because they kept, kept changing the narrative, you know, when it came to schools. And it was like, wait a minute, what are they what are they trying to do? And that is a by the way, the question. Then what is your goal in that process? Yeah, what's the goal? What's the actual goal? 
And you can't, you know, this is, it's it's bogus that you have someone like Fauci. You know, this is why he can't be trusted, ever. Well, in hindsight, you know, the the vaccine mandates in the future may cause people to not get vaccines. You think? When before your position was, force them. And they'll finally get in line. Now, it's a couple of hundred times, apparently, that he didn't remember yeah. a ton of things on yeah. the origins of COVID. Yeah, he used the words, what, I cannot recall or I whatever. I cannot recall. Uh, that's yeah. that's Over bogus as well. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Of course it is. Yeah, because when all this is said and done, then he's going to go write the COVID book. The Anthony Fauci COVID book. He'll remember then. That's bogus. And remember, I, can you remember when Rand Paul was questioned on everything? Oh, yeah. And do you remember how Rand Paul was getting destroyed by the public at large? Oh, These yeah. guys are yeah. radical. Right. And Rand Paul, I believe, was right on everything that on he brought everything. up. Everything. Everything he brought up. On all of it. On all of it. And the, 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 we weren't, we had, we had no preconceived narrative on anything. We didn't know. Right. All we want to do is make sure. We want to make sure that people are healthy. I know when we, I have a lot of questions and those questions are being averted. Yeah. When a, when asking the question, yeah. when even asking the question is censored. Exactly. You can't even ask the question. Yeah. Why in the world would social media be involved in shutting down the lab leak theory? It was a theory. Yeah. I mean, then the Great Barrington Declaration that they came out with, yeah, uh, uh, Butichera uh, and the other doctors came out with it and said, "We're doing this all wrong." John Stewart lost his best friend over that whole thing. (laughs) And and what we (laughs) thought was interesting was when we read the Great Barrington Declaration, it was exactly everything that we had been saying and all the questions that we had because we're not doctors and we and so we would say, "Are we missing something? Are we missing something?" And it ended up we weren't missing anything. Right. Because then then you're like, well, then what is the motive of the people doing this? Why would they do this? Why would they say this? What is it? And then you go, okay, power and control. Yep. And for what reason? And I don't know. I'm not the one doing it. They are. And covering up the truth. So if you're if you're not telling the truth about something, it means you you are covering something up, which means I've got more questions. What is it that you're covering up? Yeah. What is your involvement exactly? To what extent were you involved? The American people deserve to know. Eight six six ninety red eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by House Products, tested, trusted, guaranteed since nineteen twenty. Football players and farmers have one thing in common. No matter what the weather, everybody's going out there and trying to do their best, no matter what the conditions are. And Ag Department meteorologist Brad Rippey says conditions are going to be nasty for two of this coming weekend's playoff games. First on Sunday, the Steelers at Buffalo, where the cold winds will be howling and... There is the potential we could see disruptive snowfall, temperatures in the 20s at game time, and we could see those wind gusts 20 to 40 miles per hour. 
But for even worse conditions, it's the Saturday night game, the warm weather Dolphins at the cold weather Kansas City Chiefs, and we do mean cold. You're talking single-digit temperatures, so you're going to see a lot of people sitting on those heated seats on the sidelines with the hand warmers and everything else trying to stay warm when it's 5 or 6 or 7 degrees. So conditions for two of this weekend's six games will be tough. Just the way they should be for football. But of course, Brad's going to be watching from his nice cozy den. Mm -hmm. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Sarah Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up following the uh, bottom of uh, the hour, the whole uh, uh, story of Fannie Willis and what's going on with the Georgia prosecution. Mm-hmm. Tr- fascinating. Yeah. Fa- apparently, this this uh, uh, co-defendant of Trump, his lawyer, saw some divorce records that she saw, and she is publicly you know, put that into the, the basically the, uh, the, the, the suit that they're filing hmm. to get, you know, to get this overturned. And so that's why this has become interesting is because the lawyer is basically saying, I've seen this. Hmm. And so she can't lie in, you know, in a, in a, in a court thing like that. Right. Right. She can't lie. And so right. that's it, because initially when the story came out, I go, okay, it's a co-defendant. We don't really have anything backing this up. And all of a sudden, We'll, well, we'll let you know that coming up following the, the bottom of the hour. Mm. Chris Christie out. Yeah, no big surprise there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much money he ever raised, but also the numbers weren't moving, and he knew that. Uh, last year when he said, I'm going to be the nominee, everyone said, no, you're not, and he's not going to be. Night Red Eye. Now's your chance to be the caller. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. When when I first saw this story, I went, "Oh come on, this is just too wild. It it can't be." And uh, you know what's well, you know, wait till this story moves up, you know, on a little bit. Mm. And this is the uh, well. Let me just read it. I've I'm going to read parts of it from uh, from the Washington Examiner, Byron York, who's, right. who's totally credible on yeah, the things yeah. that he does. He's a he's a credible guy. Sure. Uh, but and then we'll go to the Wall Street Journal article on it. Uh, Trump code goes wild story, and it is because this is wild. I mean, this you you think about you know Hunter. This is like Hunter walking in yeah. to the oversight yeah. meeting yesterday. It, it really is. Wild. Except except this could blow apart. The case. The whole Trump prosecution in Georgia. Yeah. Wild story. Trump co-defendant alleges Georgia prosecutor corruption 
at this stage of things, most of the developments in the criminal cases against former President Trump involve this appeal or that appeal or this hearing date or that hearing date. But in Fulton County, Georgia, where the elected Democratic attorney, uh, Fannie Willis, has brought a massive RICO case against Trump and 18 defendants, something truly wild is happening. One of the defendants in the case, a man by the name of Michael Roman, who worked on the Trump 2020 campaign, has filed a motion to dismiss the charges against him. Roman alleges that Willis abused her authority by appointing her boyfriend to be the special prosecutor in the Trump case, then paid him an excessive amount, and then he used some of that money to pay for vacations and other high living together with Willis. Roman wants the charges against him dropped because he alleges Willis did not complete the process required to appoint Wade special prosecutor in the first place. Roman also wants Willis removed from the case on grounds that the district attorney and said prosecutor have been engaged in an improper clandestine personal relationship during the pendency of this case, which has resulted in the special prosecutor and in turn the district attorney profit excuse me profiting significantly from the prosecution at the expense of taxpayers. This is just this is insane. Wow. Now it says uh uh Roman's motion does not present a full range of evidence to support the allegations. Some of the evidence is in publicly available records as for the rest, Roman's lawyer says she has seen the proof and has some of it in her possession. Wow. Uh, Roman alleges that Wade does not have the experience for the job Willis gave him. The special prosecutor has never tried a felony RICO case, the motion said. More than that, the motion goes on to note that Roman's lawyers have been able to find any history of Wade, who is her boyfriend, allegedly boyfriend, ever having prosecuted a single felony trial. The motion says that many lawyers in Georgia who specialize, there are many lawyers in Georgia who specialize in trying and defending RICO cases, and Wade is not one of them. In fact, the motion alleges Wade would not be qualified under Fulton County standards to be appointed to represent any defendant in this case, given the complexity of the charges. Nevertheless, Willis chose her boyfriend. Why? Willis and Wade were romantically involved prior to Willis's awarding a contract for legal services with Wade, the motion says. Willis and uh, Wade have traveled personally together to such places as Napa Valley, California, Florida, and the Caribbean, and Wade has purchased tickets for both of them to travel both on the Norwegian and Royal Caribbean cruise lines. Wade has also purchased hotel rooms for personal trips uh, with funds uh, from the same uh, account used to receive payments under his contract with Willis. The motion adds that the district attorney and the special prosecutor 
have been seen in private together in and about the Atlanta area and believed to have cohabited in some form or fashion at a location owned by neither of them. That sounds a little mysterious, and the motion does not say who owns the property in question. Mm. Mm. Wade has done very well financially working on his alleged girlfriend's case against Trump. As of December 2023, Wade has been paid a total of $653,881, which does not include all of his billing to date and does not include the amounts paid to his law firm through his partners, the motion says. In contrast, Willis's total salary is $189,000, or $198,000, excuse me. The motion says, now this is the interesting thing. Well, how did this, how did this co-defendant of Trump find this stuff out? Right. How did the lawyer find, how, what did the lawyer get, how, how does it, you pull it all together? Because allegations, if you listen to the show, I don't care whether the allegation comes from a Republican or comes from a Democrat. An allegation to us on this show on Red Eye means nothing. It's, you're you know, going to have to have something that you, backs it up. Yeah, you got to give us something. Because yeah. the motion says that Wade was married to another woman at the same time this was going on. Oh. It says Wade filed for divorce at virtually the same moment he signed onto Willis's prosecution. Wow. And then immediately moved for his divorce records to be sealed. But the motion says that that order to seal the records, like the effort to hire Wade initially, did not follow proper procedures. Defendant Roman's attorney explained in a fascinating footnote, the order appears to have been signed as a consent order, sealing the record and the required hearing was not held prior to the order being entered. Therefore, the order is void and if requested, by any third party, should be unsealed by the court. So this co-defendant of Trump, her lawyer, was able to get a hold of some of the, uh, you know, the divorce documents of the alleged boyfriend of Fannie Willis. However, without knowing the record had been sealed and prior to the court actually sealing the record, undersigned counsel was able to view this record and obtain copies of certain documents that had been filed upon review Hmm. of the file at the clerk's office. So it appears that is how Roman's legal team found out some of the information about Willis and Wade's relationship when public figures are... Uh, involved of uh, divorces can sometimes be a source of interesting information. This time, it's information concerning one of the most consequential prosecutions in U.S. history. One more thing, various exhibits attached to the motion. can. And by the way, she filed this motion. She's a lawyer. She can't lie. That's the other thing. No. She no, can't lie. Official. Right. The various exhibits attached to the motion contain copies of invoices Wade sent to Willis's office. They list what Wade did during the hours for which he was requesting payment. Two entries are of particular interest. There is one billing note for conference with White House counsel on May 23rd, 2022, and another for interview with D.C. White House on November 18th, 2022. Given the intensely political nature of the Trump case, 
any evidence of the Biden White House involvement would be of great interest. He writes here, this is the latest on the Georgia uh, prosecution. If true, it's a pretty wild story. But given Roman's request, the prosecutor Willis be removed from the case, it could be much more than that. And the other thing, too, because you can make the point that by prosecuting Trump, you enriched yourself. Because oh, yeah. they, took, they took vacations. It was her boyfriend. They took vacations. They did a bunch of stuff, right. apparently. Now, the Wall Street Journal also covered this. Hmm. And uh, who was a lawyer in uh, Trump's Georgia case accused of a romantic relationship with Fannie Willis? And they go on to talk about that allegations against Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis engaged in a prop improper relationship with nation Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor on uh, on her team that brought racketeering charges against Donald Trump and others are focusing attention on the Atlanta attorney with little previous criminal trial experience. So now other people are, you know, the wall street journal, for example, is doing, you know, their due diligence on this. And this is from them. This isn't from the co-defendant. There exists no record that the alleged boyfriend, Wade, a lawyer in private practice hired to lead the Trump case, has ever handled a felony trial in Georgia. Well, that backs up what the co-defendant's lawyer is saying. And they point out in the Wall Street Journal that if you go to his website, Wade's website, he's part of a two-person law firm, Wade and Campbell, and they handle a range of legal matters from divorces to car accident and disputes. And again, that's according to the bio on the website the online bio. Well, and there's no history of handling any right. in any case that would qualify him to be where he is now. The motion Monday stunned Atlanta's tight-knit legal community and injected uncertainty into one of the highest-profile prosecutions in the country. Lawyers in Georgia say at a minimum... The allegations in Monday's filing raised questions about why Willis sought Wade's services. My understanding is that he has no felony jury trial experience, mm. and Chris Timmons, an Atlanta defense lawyer who has prosecuted cases under the same racketeering law used against Trump, known as the RICO uh, statute. Wade is not qualified to serve as a court-appointed defense lawyer in the Trump case, according to Monday's motion, to pick up such an assignment, a lawyer needs to have tried at least two criminal trials of similar offenses, according to a 2022 document from the Fulton County Superior Court. Wade's lack of, they're saying it from the defense side, that if he was going to be a defense lawyer, he wouldn't qualify. Right. Because he doesn't know, he doesn't work these cases. Right. Wade's lack of relevant experience would be concerning in any complex felony case, let alone one that is a multi-defendant RICO case, said Timmons. An ABC News contributor. This is the important part because this story has been around now for two days. Yeah. A spokesman for Willis did not respond to a request for comment on Wednesday. And as of Wednesday afternoon, there has been the office has filed no response. Her alleged boyfriend, Wade, also did not immediately respond to a request for comment left on the voicemail of his law office. Wade's two-person law firm, Wade and Campbell, handles a range of legal matters from divorces to car accident disputes. So you've got a couple of things here. Part of what the lawyer is saying and what was in the motion we now know is true, 
based on fact checking from the media yeah. and other sources, other media and other sources. And the other part is that that co-defendant's lawyer said this all in a legal document in the motion. She can't lie. Can't turn that around. Wow. Wow. And then the visits to the White House. And Wade has been paid at least 654000 in legal fees by Willis's office since January of 2022. Before I said as of December of 2023, as if it was just December payment. I want to make sure that from January 2022 to December of 2023. Mm. And in that time, visited the White House, Joe Biden, according to documents. Wow. wow. This is what happens when you're only concerned about the agenda. You're not, if you're not concerned about the actual law breaking, well, but here's, then it's it's all about you know everybody on board to go get Trump. But but if you, if you want to do that, fine. Mm-hmm. Why Have would you? Something. Why would you do something so obviously that would call attention at some point? Right. Why would you chance it there? You had to have known this was that this would come up. This would be found out. Eight six six ninety red eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. But you know us. We don't, we don't, just because an allegation there, we don't go, wow. But that Fannie Willis story is like, whoa. It's man. crazy. I mean, you, you talk about, and that would blow apart the entire case. Because what you're, yeah. what you talk, if true, if all of it's true. Now, it seems like the Wall Street Journal has independently verified that the um, experience of her alleged boyfriend, Fannie Willis's alleged boyfriend, uh, just isn't there right just right. just not there and mm-hmm. so that's what blew this thing up yesterday and especially yeah. the lawyer yeah. saying you know putting the motion in and then saying i have seen the evidence i've right. seen it and i made copies of it yeah and here's how because they didn't seal the divorce records well neither side can lie here whoa in court wow This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. 
They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.